I'm going to talk about uh, coaching and, you know, how, how I got into coaching, what my process is like, and hopefully give any recommendations or tips that people might not have, you know, have thought of. So I coach students at uh, Stony Brook University, uh, some of the CUNY schools, City of University of New York, uh, Rutgers, NJIT, some of the University of California schools, as well as some of the University of Texas schools. Um, all that happens really is I don't, you know, I don't set up a table at these universities or anything. People just refer their family members to me or they, they refer their kids to me. Um, or honestly, it's people I, I myself know personally, right? I, I don't just coach and mentor, you know, college seniors or recent graduates. Uh, I also have people who are sort of, they're in their, I guess, mid-level uh, jobs, like they're, they're in management. Um, or they're even senior employees, but they're trying to go even higher. So it's a spectrum, and at any given time, I, I, I juggle anywhere from 8 to 12. Uh, some some of my mentees, I uh, we, meet, we meet virtually, but some of them I meet in person. So, you know, the ones who are in the tri-state area, we tend to meet in, in Patterson time to time. I'll, I'll meet with them at, like, Gawa House or Sultan or some other tea place, and we just catch up. I see what are they doing. I, I you know, I asked them. You know, how was your week? How was last week? What's happening at work? What kind of you know project? Nothing, nothing personal, of course, but just you know, how are your interactions at work? How are you delivering? Does everyone know your value? Are you being not loud, but are you selling yourself? Right. Every time you make a contribution, I mean, not every every time, but basically, are you doing a good job of making yourself noticed by management? Like, do they know your impact and your value? Because it's very important, not that, you know, when you're about to be laid off or about to be fired, God forbid, then you're telling your boss, oh, but I've done all the, the, you know, this, this, and this. It's a continuous advertising, marketing process where when you're doing things that are showy, that are enhancing your business unit or, or reflecting positively on your boss, they should know that you are the one to thank for that, right? So I just, I have conversations either virtually or in person, and I check in with my mentees. I see how they're doing professionally. I mean, how's their headspace? What strides are they making? And we look at what goals we put together, right? Um, you know, if someone wants to learn X, Y, Z skills by a certain time, I look at, okay, what do you need to be doing every week to move towards that, right? And my schedule is different for my mentees, right? Some of them, the more senior people I meet with like once every two weeks or honestly even once a month and their goals are usually a little bit more focused and they're a lot more disciplined. When it comes to the younger mentees, I need to have more regular touch points with them because not to say they're not disciplined, but they need regular check-ins, right? They need someone uh, kind of keeping them on task, reminding them what they're working towards. Uh, because I, I used to meet with everyone once a month. I didn't want to spend any, you know, too much time with people. But then I would notice that even if my goal, for example, for one of my mentees, I might tell a student, okay, the next time we meet next month, your resume needs to be shrunken from two pages to one page. I want to see some more dollar signs or percent signs. I want to see some hard figures. I want you to frame everything as what did you do, not like what is your job or what did your team do, and, and, and so on and so forth. Right? I, I want you to put your college here, and I want you to remove these jobs. No one cares you were a camp, you know, camp counselor eight years ago. Like you work in business, right? You're a sales development specialist or something. Why is your camp counselor job there? Or 
why is your job at like I don't know Macy's as a sales associate like because that's a problem a lot of kids are putting every single job there they think that the resume is like a legal document and they're federally required to list everything they're not they're not so that's that's the sort of homework I give early on is that like you need a resume that looks proper you need a cover letter that looks proper you need um, to improve your LinkedIn and I would give them some I would give them some homework and then I would check in a month later and the older people they always do whatever I tell them to do like they they'll make meaningful strides if I tell them hey I want you to spend the next month taking this project management course or learning more about you know Marketo or some other like uh, the power platform some other marketing or analytics or business intelligence tools you know they'll do it but the younger folks will come to me a month later and then I see that they still They've only done maybe half of what I asked. Um, so I switched to meeting with them weekly, and I found that they were making you know more progress when they have me checking in more often. Uh, so that's good. And that's how that's how we conduct these meetings. We conduct them weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, based on you know their their ability to manage themselves. And we develop goals. We develop goals on you know you want to pick up new skills. Let me vet resources for you. And make sure that you know you approach this intelligently and are strategic with your, you know, enhancing your skills. You want to, you know, polish yourself at work so that you can chase a certain opportunity internally, right? There might be an internal promotion. Let me help you basically sell yourself appropriately. Let's put together something, some case that makes you look very attractive. Uh, and and that's that's just really it. Is that investing in your personal and professional growth? Um, I got into mentoring I think seven years ago, um, and I've enjoyed it since. I just I would I would mentor and coach people at work, and I decided why don't I do that outside of work, especially in my in my communities with with Desi people and Muslim people. Um, so it's something I I enjoy and. All that really happened was that I, I mentored one person outside of work and then next thing you know everyone wants yeah, everyone wants to be mentored and it's not nothing special about me I think anyone who is who has a decent career if they start mentoring people then people will line up right everyone is interested in a mentor especially if they know someone is active in the community and they have some decent intentions I don't want to say good intentions but you know like I I'm involved in my in my masjids I'm involved in the Muslim community here. I I get involved whenever there's a toy drive or or food drive, anything like that. So you know, when I started mentoring, people were like, "Okay, we can take him seriously. Like he will value our time, and this is someone who, in the past, has has given back to us. So for him to give back in a, in a new way, we we already have that trust in him. Um, so I started mentoring about seven years ago, and it started off very slowly. And then over time, all that happens is that you know people get referred to me and I don't I don't have the ability or the bandwidth to mentor everyone so I have I'm part of a few professional groups and you know I don't really like to mention names just because I don't want to give away any free advertising and likewise I also don't want to maybe negatively reflect on any group but I'm part of a group that has um, you know that that does mentorship uh, particularly in IT throughout the tri-state and we have about 200 plus members um, so you know sometimes I get referred mentees from outside uh, and sometimes I get opportunities through this group or other groups we're, we're affiliated with. For example, in Patterson, um, there are you know nonprofits that are trying to enhance technical literacy. So sometimes they reach out and tell me, hey, this this person is trying to learn how to become 
I don't know, a data scientist, like how, how, you know, could you put together some curriculum for them of free resources because they don't have money to, to, to pay for anything? And could you basically help them come up with a plan? And, you know, I'll come up with a plan. So the, the way I get my mentees is it's not just family who refer them or people who I know personally. Sometimes it's strangers who, who get referred to me. Uh, and if I'm not able to handle it, then I have a network that I can leverage where I can find someone and, and match them up based on personality and what they're looking to do. I mean, if someone wants to become an enterprise architect, I'm going to match them up with the enterprise architect. If someone is a little bit introverted, I match them up with someone who's going to be empathetic to that. And if someone is very hyperactive, then likewise, I'll try to find someone whose personality matches them, right? Who's whose energy matches them. Uh, what else do I have to say on the subject? Uh, coaching is coaching is fun. It can be a little bit frustrating at times, though, because, you know, I've I've had people who have ghosted me. I like to vet my opportunities. I mean, I like to have conversations with, with the people I'm considering. I don't like to juggle too many at any given time. I like to be available to my mentees, help them through, sometimes help them through a crisis. I mean, they might make some mistake at work, and then they talk to me about, how to fix it or how, it, you know, what to do if it negatively impacts them, you know, have they basically uh, screwed themselves out of future promotions at a company based on how large the mistake is. And they never give me specifics. I don't want specifics, but I just like to ask, you know, how, how bad was it? Or if they had some conflict at work, I try to help them with, you know, navigating those conflicts, trying to mitigate them. Um, you know, just, just teach them how to be empathic, teach them how to be communicative and, and likewise teach them how to be accountable. So all of all of these is, is part of the, the packages I offer, um, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the work I do. Uh, it can be frustrating sometimes. Though I've had people ghost me after a few months. They just disappear on me, and um, sometimes they come back months later and they have some story. But by that time, I've already replaced them, so I don't you know I don't really have much to do. Uh, and then other times, I've had people who they just ghost me and and they disappear, and I don't really hear from them again. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, not to say that you know people should it's not like I need a two weeks notice but it can be frustrating when you're investing time in people you have Excel sheets you have a Google Drive folder you're shared it with them you're monitoring progress you're making notes they're making notes they're telling you know adding things to the sheet like what they want to work on and then we put it like what is the health right if it's red that means you need to work on this a lot if it's yellow it means you're working on it if it's green it means this is something you've learned or you, you become fluent in so you know this requirement has been met so that's you know that's a little bit about how how I get mentors how I approach mentorship how I you know how often I meet with people how how I communicate with them how I track their progress um, and I think you you I think anyone can be a mentor at the end of the day it's just about can you be vested Right, have a vested interest in someone you don't know. Because a lot of these mentees, I don't actually, some of them I know, but many of them, particularly the college students or people I do not know, they've been sent to me by someone else. Uh, and it's not easy. It's not easy to invest your time in someone and for free, right? To invest your time for free, to meet with someone for free, because it, it can be draining. First of all, it's a lot of time to meet with many people. But even if you meet with one person, when you're interacting with that person who's a stranger, it can kind of drain your energy a little bit. Um, it can be stressful. In the beginning, I used to be very stressed because I was like, how do I schedule everyone? And I would try too hard to accommodate them, but eventually I kind of owned my value and I said, I should not. Basically, I don't need to cater to them. They need to, 
adapt their schedule to me because I'm the one doing them the, the favor, right? Um, that, that sounds maybe a little bit conceited or egotistical, but that's just, it wasn't practical to accommodate so many other schedules. So eventually I would just tell people that I can meet at this, this time. If you can't meet me, then we can meet tomorrow, later in the week or next week. But I, <laughs> I became a little bit more strict with my schedule and, you know, my personal interest in making sure that I prioritize myself while equally giving weight to, to the needs of the people I'm mentoring. Um, so yeah, in the beginning it was tough. It was tough interacting with, with strangers, but over time I got used to it. Um, and I don't think you have to be at any level because I don't, I don't refer anything. I mean, I don't leverage my management background to help them in any way. I think just, just the nature of the work I do is very niche and specialized. You know, I, I don't really have anything for a lot of them. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't think you need to be in management anyway, regardless, because, uh, you know, you could be, you could be someone who's only worked for two or three years, but at the end of the day, if you have something of value to give to someone, maybe it's just one person, you know, obviously start off slow. Don't start with a dozen people. You'll go, you'll get very stressed out and burnt out quickly. Um, but I think people think that you have to be sort of a, like a director level or something to be of value, but it's like, I'm not because again, the goal isn't for them to use me, you know, at the high level or to leverage someone in a high level, to like help them like get a job or something. The idea is just fostering their development and anyone can do that as long as they know how to communicate, they know to be patient, they know to, um, you know, how to develop strategic plans and goals that are achievable. The timelines are achievable, the goals are achievable and you know they they know how to properly advise people and, and explore their options because sometimes I have people come to me and they go like I need a mentor but I don't know why like I I basically I want to change but I have no idea what I want to go to like I don't know if I want to stay in the same company I don't know if I want to leave my company I don't I don't know if I want to leave my field so then you have to really get shoulder most of the conversation and exploratory you know exploratory conversations have to take place uh, but with that said I think anyone can be a mentor and it's just once you start it you'll start getting a lot of attention a lot of positive feedback and publicity and it can be it can be fun it can be rewarding it's always great to see people who might not be in an ideal situation and then over time you build trust and and um, you build a bond with them and then you see them improving growing maturing uh, I mean, I've had mentees who are telling, I don't know, stupid jokes at work, and then I'm teaching them to be more mature and serious, not to be a buzzkill or like a negative Nancy, you know, they don't walk around like this. But at the same time, I teach them that, you know, making a yo mama joke at work is probably uh, not appropriate, right? I mean, it's simple stuff like that even. So just teaching these kids that they're not in college anymore, and not everyone at work is, then you know, you're treating them like classmates. You're not classmates, right? In college, if you had an issue with your professor and you talk to the other students, you know, you're all laughing. But at work, if you're talking about your boss, it's a totally different relation, it's a totally different environment. And, uh, you know, you don't have that trust that you might have in college. You don't have that that leeway. In college, people are like, oh, he's a student. But in, in the professional world, I mean, if you're making dumb jokes, you're, you're playing around, you're slouching, you're not dressing properly. You know, in college, you can show up in, uh, I don't know, your PJs. Nobody cares. In college, you can slouch or fall asleep in class nobody cares but people carry a lot of habits that need to be broken into the workplace and it's it's always nice to see you kind of helping them curb those habits 
uh, drop the bad ones, gain some new ones, and seeing them improve. So that's just a little bit about my, my experience with coaching, how, how I got into it, what I do, and hopefully that will give insight as to what, what it means when I say, oh, I mentor, I mentor. I mean, what, what is the process like?